0: What? 2B1? 2B1? We are 10 lines or so from the top of 2B. Okay, so we're in the middle of the piece now with the following, which is a very technical piece. Uh We're in the discussion now not regarding the regular case of Soita, when she gets warned and there is seclusion only and we don't know what happens. That's not what we're referring to now. Now we're referring to a case when there is a case brought against her that we saw her have relations. Someone saw her have relations, and if someone saw her have relations, she becomes tama. We Paskin, that if one person, after warning and after seclusion, actually saw her, he went in with a seclusion, went inside and saw her having fun and games, then she becomes forbidden, loses Uksuvas has to get divorced, can't marry the man she was with, etc., And one witness is sufficient for that. That's a Mishnah later. That's what we inferred from our Mishnah. And we're looking as to where you see that in the Torah. Where do you see the Torah? Because normally one witness is only good to cause one to make a shvua, an oath. That's it. But over here, we said the svarah logic called raglaim nadava, circumstantial evidence. Once she's already been warned not to be with a guy. And she goes in and secluded with a guy. And one of the witnesses who witnessed the seclusion goes in and says, I saw have relations. Then we say, you know, when there's smoke, there's fire. There's too much against her over here. And the, the limud, the learning we had from the Torah was the posok says, in the case of when she is accused of having relations, ein bo. there isn't a witness against her. We explained what that means is there isn't. How many witnesses? Two. Because whenever the Torah says aid, it means two, unless it says aid Echad. Because that's unnecessary. Why are you emphasizing? So here we're referring to a case when there weren't two witnesses against her, but there was one, and that's it. It asks her, but only if she's already had warning and she's already been secluded. Now, the Torah, now the Gemara challenged that understanding of the Torah. Because the Gemara says, you're telling me, That you've got a general principle throughout the five books of Moses. Saying whenever it says the word aid, it means two. So therefore the apostate over here means there isn't two, but there is one. And you're telling me that's the only reason why I can learn over here. That there was one witness who said I saw I have relations. If I wouldn't have that rule, I wouldn't be able to learn So now, in typical Gomorrah style... We are playing what they call the devil's advocate. Right? Prove that to me. Maybe I could learn the possek that way without bringing your superimposed rule that aid always means to. So the Gemara said, how else could you learn the possek? So the Gemara answered, aid and bar means not that there isn't a witness there, but it means if I wouldn't have that general rule, I would say we don't trust one word. That's what I would say. We don't trust one witness. Okay, says the Gemara now. A name boy. Right? If we wouldn't have had that rule, this is all in the hypothetical. If we didn't have the idea that eight equals two, so how would I learn the pasuk? You're telling me I would learn the pasuk that I wouldn't trust the one witness. Says the Gemara. A name boy. I wouldn't trust him. Elamai my So what do you need? Ad Right? If you don't trust one witness, it means you always have to need two. But, lishta kramine, if I would need two, the Torah doesn't have to tell me I don't trust the witness. Because it's a general throughout the Torah that we always need two witnesses. Let the pasik be quiet. This is very important. We have a general principle in the Torah that you need two witnesses. Where do I know that? That we extrapolate that? It's something called the gzera shovel. If I have the word that appears in this context, and the same word that appears in a different context, what do I do? I drag the alochas of the one place to the other place. Now, what are the two contexts? So I'll read you what the posse says. Posuk says like this. Ki ish isho. If a man marries a woman, uboalo And he has relations with her. I'm reading from Psukim now. And she doesn't find favor in his eyes. He found in her a matter of immoralness, immorality, and the word dover is used. Then he should write for her, say, for Croesus, a get, give it into her hand, and sends her from the house. So we see over there when it comes to matters of Issa, of prohibition of immorality, the Possek uses the word Dovar, a matter. Second context, in the context of money, pi Shnei Adem, according to two witnesses, or al Shnei or according to three witnesses, Yakum Dovar, the matter is established. Says the Gemara, that's the financial matter. Says the Gemara, we use the word davar by finances, and it means there's specifically two. And we use the word davar matter by matters of immorality. Just like by money we need two, so too by relations and immorality we need two. That's a general principle. So therefore, you can't tell me that if I didn't have my rule that eight equals two, when the Torah says aid, 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 um. Ain' neman that we don't trust the witness. It's totally illogical to say that because we don't have to tell you. Oh, guess what? You don't trust one guy. You never trust one guy to obligate the person. It's a rule in the Torah that we learn from davar davar, the xerushava that we always require two witnesses. So, in other words, to put it simply, it has to be that aid means two. Eight means, means two. We don't have two here. We've got one. And that's the understanding of the possek Because there's no other understanding of the possek that would make any sense. That's what we're holding at this stage. What we're doing is, it's a process of elimination. Says the Gemara, I'm not down yet. Right? You could have known and something that we find with all witnesses in the Torah, you always require two witnesses. Says the Gemara, no. I have another suggestion. Itzrich. I'll tell you why over here there would be a special reason if we wouldn't have the rule that eight is two. We'd have a special reason to teach you that we don't trust one witness. It's necessary because you might have thought like the soit shine. You're right. Everywhere in the Torah I don't trust white. But by a soita woman, I would trust white. Why? And this we spoke out. Because there's circumstantial evidence. I like how the Gomorrah puts it. The matter's got legs. You know what that means? The matter's got legs. Huh? It means they're, they're, there's too much, there's too much evidence already. he warned her. Venistero, and she was secluded. So therefore, you should trust the one guy who comes and says. And I followed into the room, and she was getting up to monkey business. Why? Because a woman's life is No, no, no. We would never kill her for one witness. Good point. We're only going to believe the one witness to forbid it to her husband, but she wouldn't be killed. The only time she'd be killed is if two people were in the room, warned her before, and she had relations, then we would kill her. Otherwise, we would not kill her. We definitely not kill her with one witness. Very good point. The only thing the one witness is going to work for is to forbid her to her husband, forbid her to the man she was with, lose her yeah. You're understand? very good point very good point so the answer over here is the posic is revealing to us that since she was warned in front of two and she was secluded in front of two and one of the witnesses who you trust on the seclusion he was one of the two followed in then we say that we trust only in that case because at the end of the day there's so much evidence against her already you're right. You're right. What Doc is really trying to push at, which is something that we're going to have to discuss later, is at the end of the day, there's nothing concrete. Even even
1: two could
0: conspire. Yes, but but that's different. Because there we have a rule we trust to. And it makes sense. Good, good. So hang on to that, because we're going to see later on, please God, there's an interesting discussion. Is this really reasonable to assume that she did do it? Or not? Hang on that. Yes. It seems like there's lots of people that are out in the room. There's a lot of people? No, there's not a lot of people that are out in the room. What happened was in this case is that she went in with a guy, secluded, door closed. And one guy either sat by the window or he snuck into the room and saw what went on. But then it's wrong. Well, whether it was wrong or not, at the end of the day, we're talking about it was done. Now what? You, can take to court. you can't take that guy to court. Wow. No, you can't because she was doing an iser. The minute you start doing an iser, a prohibition, you open yourself up to that. You that okay, you come to the room. okay, and he could say at the end of the day, you, you can say what you like. I was protecting your husband or whatever else it was. So really in the room and then oh, it speak. could be he was in the room already. Yeah. Like, what about with a almana with a um, uh, widow? Yeah, but like, uh, what's called? if you say that a husband's dead? You need one with a, uh, a, guna. a guna. That's different. There's a special allowance there, which the rabbis did. They made it so strict. If she ends up marrying the wrong guy, yeah, she a, loses her husband. She loses the person she's with now. So therefore, we since we beefed it up, yeah. we can rely on one so with That was know, that's a special this. special allowance in Git. Okay, says the Gemara. Oh me, but I got a problem. You're telling me if I didn't learn that eight means two, I would have learned the pasik eight means one, and I don't trust him, and why would I think to trust him over here? Because there's so much evidence before. But then you're telling me that if I wouldn't have that rule, I would permit it. A name on bar, we're saying is, we wouldn't trust this witness. Faha, medic said, but we remember, we learned all the way back. That the possek is not talking about a doubt. This possek. It says, She was not raped. What do you mean she was not raped? How do you know? How do you know? It must be... Well, I'm saying who was in the room? Correct. In the field. Right. But then then you saw her relation. And it implies that she's forbidden. If you say as a matter of fact in the possek that she was not raped. How do you know? It must be the posse is talking about where we factually know that she wasn't raped. What's the only way to do that? Consention. Someone is in the room. Someone saw that she consented. Says the Gemara now, I'll tell you like this. We could have divided the posse into two parts. If I wouldn't have had aid means two, I would have cut the posse in two. I would have said, He's not trusted against her. Add the until there are two witnesses. So A name and I would have said, this is all hypothetically. I would have said that if I wouldn't have had the rule eight is two, I would have said, Oh, means that the witness we don't trust. And therefore, if it would just be one witness, we would permit her. who betray Naomi, and even if there are two witnesses who are in the room and they see her. Loi de, de, de Paso, right? That's only she would become forbidden if they say that she was not raped. Kamash and Therefore, we have the rule eight, meaning like this: two things. Hypothetically, I would have said we wouldn't trust the one witness and that she be permitted. Comma. And what's the parting when she was not raped? If there are two witnesses who came in the room, saw that she was having relations, she only becomes forbidden to her husband. If they say that she was not raped. If she was raped. Does she become forbidden? Unless she's a? A Okay. If she's a coin, She becomes forbidden. But if she's not a cohen, She doesn't become forbidden. Why not? Because she was forced. It was out of her hands. If she was forced. Out of her hands. She doesn't become forbidden to her husband. So the bottom line is. If I wouldn't have had the rule. That aid is true. I could conceivably have learned the passage. That we don't trust one witness. But because we have the rule that eight is two, the apostle reads there weren't two witnesses who saw our relations, one dead, and the Torah gives us a chidisha novelty that here and only here by Soita, we trust that one witness to forbid it to a husband, lose suva, but we do not kill her for that. Okay, that is that piece of it. It's quite a hypothetical piece. The bottom line is, as we have to know, when it comes to relations, one witness on the back of warning and seclusion is sufficient to forbid her to her husband. Okay, put that aside for now. Let's go back to the Mishnah. Let's go back to our regular Soita case, which is a case of a sophic What's a sophic a, a doubt. We don't know what happened. We know that she was warned. We know that she was secluded. We don't have the foggiest idea what happened inside. Now, how do I have bring proof for warning and proof for seclusion? Reb said you need two witnesses for warning, and even the husband, even one guy, can say she was secluded. Reb Yeshua says you have to have two witnesses for warning and two witnesses for seclusion. That was the argument. We have not defined where they know that from. What I am going to throw out there is what Doc is really pushing at, and that is that if you actually look. At the situation where she was warned and she was secluded, do you think that would be enough reason to forbid it to her husband until she drinks the soiled waters, or would you say that the assumption is that she he did not commit relations inside? The town, you don't know. Don't know. Let's long say long she was okay. We'll see how long she has to be, but she, but you know, she says, "Listen to me. I'm a kosher Jewish woman, right." I keep all the mitzvahs. Okay. I like schmoozing with the guy. Can you honestly say that because she was warned and because she was secluded, that it's logical to assume that she got up to monkey business or not? No. Well, I think, yes. Yeah, to to uh, good. But why would you osse her from that self Because she there's, was warned. Good. But there's something called the cheskis kashos. And there's a chazoka. There's an assumption that she's a kosher Jewish woman. That's the assumption. That's the that's okay, Well, did she? Did she? Yeah, guys, she guys, messed up. Yeah, that's yeah. true. But does that mean that she's now chosh <laughs> Meaning, I will tell you like this. Let me I'm put it, it to <laughs> you bluntly. Let's say I saw this woman giving an erotic kiss to this guy. I would certainly say there we'd have more reason to be concerned. No, no one over here has seen her lay a finger on him no one you can't assume. so that's my question that's the question it's all in doubt but for some reason or other right which touches on what you're getting at we are going to assume that she tucker got up to monkey I can assume. so that's you what i'm asking you can now, she was warned and she was secluded rabbits and they're giving a switch. You can say yes, sure. if she's a smooch for sure. But I, I'm, asking, I'm asking over here, you didn't see anything except that she was just in the room. The that's what I'm saying. Okay, good. Because, you know, why you give the benefit of doubt? Because she's a kosher Jewish, a Jewish woman. She hasn't got up but to monkey business before. Then. So that's the thing. So somehow or other, by a soiter, we take the negative approach. Why do we do that? I'm leaving that as a question. Don't say to me, How do we know? You've got to think about it. Says the Gemara. Little bit. Sorry, Says, if yes. They, if, they have, if she's a Soita and they have yes. relations and that, everything falls away, doesn't it? Because that's why they needed Tamekachem to take her to escort. Her. No, no, no. At the end of the day, what do you mean everything falls away? If we've got proof she had relations, yeah. then yes everything falls away. We we don't have proof. A A soiter woman is, we don't know what happened, so she's got to drink, and the drinking will... Absolutely. absolutely. The minute she's secluded, she can't be with her husband. Okay. Says the Gemara, Rabbi Yeshua, and the argument between Rabbi Yeshua and Rabbi Leza, is when it comes to seclusion, do I need two witnesses to say she was secluded? Mm -hmm. Or even what? My time at Rabbi Yeshua, where does Rabbi Yeshua get it from? I'm a crowd, the Apostle says, Right? There isn't a witness against her by the case of relations. Why did it say there isn't a witness against her? We emphasize there isn't a witness against her. Here by relations we trust one. But when it comes to anything else, we need to have two. Why? Because when it came to relations, it came on the back of warning and seclusion. Then we trust one. But for warning or seclusion, says Rebbe, you need to have two witnesses, like anything else in the Torah. Rebeliezer says no. The only thing different is warning. Seclusion, you could rely on one person. Why? Why does Rebeliezer say, when it comes to warning, you have to have two witnesses, you hear the husband say, you don't be alone with that man. When it comes to seclusion, Rebeliezer deviates. And he says, no. Even if the husband or one guy comes along and says, I saw a guy into the room and the door closed, we trust that. Why would we trust wow. that? Yes. Why? Anyone got an idea? Why would we trust that? Why for seclusion, Dafka, would we trust that? Huh? So we're gonna see that the Torah is going to compare seclusion to relations. Just like relations, you only need one. We're going to see that from a posuk, that for seclusion, I need one. Meaning we're not going to use svara logic, we're going to use psuk. That's an important qualification we'll speak out. Okay, I have to stop there because I've got to head off to prayers.